is back for 2018 as a football sack podcast for Russia. Welcome to another episode of a football sack podcast and it appears football is coming home. Apparently, allegedly, we don't know yet. We think it might be coming home. England, of course, prevailing 2-0 over a lacklustre Sweden overnight, while Croatia got past Russia in an entertaining two-all draw before winning on penalties. I'm joined today by the man who is objectively a better keeper than Fernando Muslera. It's Jeremy Truong. And Karius as well at Liverpool. Thanks, boys. I'm also joined by the man who has started humming Three Lions every five minutes, Aaron Corlett. It's true. It's a very catchy song. Uh, Boys, we think this is a World Cup, but apparently it's just the European Championships. Yeah, all four semi-finalists from Europe, uh, obviously with the departure of Brazil and Uruguay in the quarterfinals. We'll get to all the quarterfinal games, plus preview the semi-finals. We will start with the item which concerns the return of football to home, which is, of course, England beating Sweden 2-0. Aaron, gun to your head. Is football coming home? Yes. You could have gone with maybe. I could have gone with maybe, uh, but there's a gun and I'm very scared. Where did you <laughs> get the gun? Guns. Where did you get the gun from? I'm waving it about in the studio right now. I'm, I'm scared, guys. I wonder if um, this is on safety. <laughs> In all seriousness, a very comfortable win for England. Um, Sweden, I'm not sure what game they were playing, but it wasn't football. Tetris. It was Tetris. It was a curling. A very Swedish, Swedish oh, the, video they game. They were putting IKEA furniture together. Well, they were probably... That might have helped. They may have yeah. been able to construct a working attack if they had been. Um, but yeah, England, very, very comfortable, just passing the ball around. Didn't really need to break down the Swedish defense too much. You know, they didn't really need to play too much interplay. Found some, uh, you know, joy over the top, you know, to Sterling at times. And then that header from uh, Maguire. I mean, England have been so good from set pieces. Eight out of 11 goals of this World Cup, I believe, have come from set pieces. At some point, uh, Kane's had three penalties and two headers. And then Maguire and Stones have both scored. I think they've got another one as well from some somewhere. Yeah, Maguire as well. He's, he's got a big melon, doesn't he? He what? What a head! <laughs> what a head! The term "what a head" was coined with Harry Maguire in mind. He's got an absolutely massive head. That was a great header, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. I think the way that the England are able to, you know, find space, um, you know, at those freak kicks and you know the tactics they use. Um, yeah, it's just great. I mean, Sweden were terrible, weren't they? Um, everything that they had implemented throughout their, was it five or so matches before this? Four games, yeah. yeah. They were so good at the back. You know, structurally, they were so good throughout the park, keeping their um, shape. Um, and yeah, England just made them look terrible. Um, he's been a bit of a battering ram, old mate Raheem Sterling, and I thought he was actually really good last night. Um, just running in behind the ball, creating those um, opportunities. What do you guys think? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a little bit on him. Um, that was in that first half. He had that chance, the ball over the top, and he he probably could have squared it to Kane. I think if he had done he did that, hesitate. He got, yeah, he hesitated. I think yeah, I, he's got some. He's got a few issues at the moment. I mean, there's been so much talk about him in the lead up to the tournament. Lots of it unfair. But last night, I think he could have played a little bit better. I mean, he he did do his job in terms of stretching that Sweden defence. They were just so happy to sit back, but he was able to provide, you know, the outlet with the ball over the top. But 
when he did get that ball over the top, he should have done a bit better at, in those occasions. Do you think he looks, Aaron, like he's playing a bit low in confidence? When he His runs are great, but it seems kind of when he does get the ball... He's, maybe his touch is a bit too heavy at times. There's a, you know, there was a time where he beat one defender and his touch took it away from him. It ended up with Harry Kane who shot wide. But that was just an example of what we've kind of seen at this tournament. So he kind of looks... I thought he was better today with the ball at his feet, but he, mm. at times he still looks very hesitant and, you know, maybe... Like, do you think he's lacking a bit of confidence? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think definitely so. Um a player in you know, full confidence would, you know, make the decision a bit quicker. You know, is he going to shoot? Is he going to pass? At times, I think he might be in a bit of two minds. Um, I think Jez, during the game, you know, there was one chance where he, he shot when he should have squared and he messaged us all, hungry. Hungry, yeah. <laughs> well, because he had, I think it was Harry Kane in the middle and then Deli Ali was making a run to the back post as well. Um, you know, in that situation, surely you square it up rather than take the shot. Um, is it a bit of pressure on his back just because, you know, all the media on, on him saying, you know, he needs to score, he needs to do well. Was that playing a part in him not squaring up? So I reckon he should have, uh, yeah, squared it up. Deli Ali w- had his hands up in the air as well afterwards. Um, yeah. As good as Sweden's defence has been during this tournament, that second goal I thought was pretty lousy. Yeah. You know, un- you Deli, know, Deli Ali, Ali completely being... unmarked of a back post. Ali, actually, I thought was England's worst player, but, you know, he scored and and everyone seems to forget that. I thought he was pretty bad, and he he hasn't looked fully fit at all this tournament. He hasn't been his usual no, self. No, he hasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's had the injury, so, you know, maybe... Maybe Loftus Cheek will come back in. We'll I would see what very in much semi. like to see Ruben Loftus Cheek start because I think he's a very good player and he's showed it at this tournament. Guys, I have enjoyed the Harry Mag- Harry Maguire memes as well. Him talking to a nice looking lass in the crowd, quite amusing indeed. What did you guys think? Was that the one that Carl Walker posted up? It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's oh, worth yeah. a look. They are <laughs> very good. Uh, if you haven't seen them, uh, it's basically a, a meme of Harry Maguire just talking himself up to a nice looking girl. Yeah. What did you think of Sweden going forward, Jeremy? Because you know Jordan Pickford made two fantastic saves. But do you think England maybe, you know, while Sweden didn't maybe offer that outlet going forward, do you think that other teams, well, namely Croatia, who they play next, will be able to take advantage of the England back three? Yeah, I mean, Sweden didn't really offer anything going forward, did they? I think they only had six shots throughout the whole game, and three of them were on target. Um, and they were outplayed, I think, throughout the whole park. Um who would have thought that England playing three at the back would have been so good um, this tournament? I thought um, Marcus Berg not scoring a goal for Sweden during this tournament, you know, that's make, that just makes them look so bad, to be honest. He had a couple of chances in this game and, and other games, but it just shows that Sweden just didn't have enough, you know, up forward. And Forsberg as well, he he didn't play very well. Toivonen too. Toivonen too. For me, Forsberg was the one. He was the he was the danger player, and he came off I think after sixty five minutes, and it just showed Sweden weren't really going to offer too much to this match. So, if Ibra was playing, would that have made a difference? I don't know, but I do think that part of a Swede's success has been because Ibrahimovic isn't there. So, I don't know. You could probably take that game in isolation and say maybe. Ibrahimovic would have helped in that game, but I don't know whether Sweden would have had the success they've had at this tournament with him in the side. 
Did you see the bet he made with uh, David, David Beck Beckham? On <laughs> what was Instagram? It? No, I didn't. Um, I can't remember what um, uh, what Ebra wanted uh, Beckham to do, but now Ebra has to eat fish and chips in an England top of the game at Wembley. <laughs> um, that's going to be interesting to see if it actually happens. I would I would like that image of Ibrahimovic at Wembley eating fashion and chops <laughs> in, in an England top. Oh. On, the, on the topic of England tops, how good is their training kit? Have you seen their training kit? The, the well, white. Don't know, Benny. You're the one that's in here with the, uh, the yeah, England he's got, top. He's got the England top <laughs> I on. I, I mean, I think there's World a bit Cup of bias. Ni- World Cup 98 top on. Oh, the England training top, it's white, but it's got blue and red kind of diamonds on kind of a top third of a shirt. And it, I think it should be their actual home kit. It looks absolutely marvellous. Um, if I can get, if anyone knows where I can get one of those shirts, can you please let me know? Because they are absolutely stunning. I'm expecting you to wear it at the next pod. This is <laughs> yeah. going to happen. Even if England lose. Yes. <laughs> You're an England fanboy. I, I see it now. I mean, well, I am half English, so I, I, I am allowed to bandwagon. I feel now I've, I've done, I've, I've done 13 years. I've done my time. <laughs> they will, of course, meet Croatia in the semi-final. Croatia, two-all draw with Russia, and then another win on penalties. I think a lot of people going into the knockout stages thought Croatia would be, you know, one of the favourites to win it, given their performances in the group stage. Jeremy, they haven't really matched those performances, have they? No, not really. But then if you look back and you think, oh, they beat Argentina, I think that really says more about Argentina than it does Croatia. Argentina were rubbish and just managed to scrape through. Um, and yeah, Croatia just haven't been playing that well ever since um, getting out of the uh, the group stage. Um, Croatia qualifying for just their second World Cup semi. Um, I think it's been uh, 20 years since their last one. Um, but yeah, so much was made about their midfield. Um, you know, Modric is just a workhorse, just running all day. Um, and but Mandzukic, he sort of had a bit of a quiet night as well. Um, the game didn't really spark into life until extra time. Um, Russia stuck to their game plan, doing what they've done all tournament best. And uh, yeah, it wasn't until extra time when they actually started attacking that the game actually looks really good. I've got a question, boys. What's worse? Smolov's Panenka penalty or Vida's haircut? Ooh. Vida's haircut, that is an absolutely shocking Barnett. Ooh, no, nah, no, nah, the, the penalty, please. The like, penalty? The penalty. Would like, you rock Vida's haircut? I would, I would. I've got a little bit of hair left, so I still go with that. But <laughs> The undercut oh. with a ponytail? <laughs> that, that makes no, you look thug. No, that, that haircut is inexcusable. The penalty, no, that, there is a chance that penalty goes in. In a parallel universe. In a parallel universe, that haircut is still ugly as sin. It's terrible. A question, um, you know, just based on that haircut, should Croatia be knocked out, be kicked out of the tournament just because that haircut? Well, that's a bit harsh. I don't, wa- I don't want to go into hyperbole, but yes. It, it's worthy of disqualification from the World Cup. Um, talking about quality, on the other end of the scale, Cherishev's goal... Absolutely brilliant. There's been some cracking goals at this World Cup. I mean, there, there are every World Cup, but I don't know. It just seems like there seems to, it seems to me like there's been a few more extra special goals at this tournament. And uh, Cheryshev, who's been one of Russia's best players in a surprise Russian side, 
That was a cracking goal. Well, so well taken. Old Sean Fry's probably still eating humble pie. He's, <laughs> um, yeah, Russia have just outdone, I think, everyone's expectations. A lot of people probably didn't even have them coming out of the group stage. Uh, so for them to, to reach this far, um, yeah, mm. just that first penalty that was just missed. You know, you going back to what you asked, Aaron, I'd rather the keeper save it or you blast it over the, the t- top bar rather than this dinky little shot. So. That's me anyway. For, for mine, Croatia haven't been convincing in you know, the knockout stages. You know, they've done enough to get through Denmark and Russia. You know, not two real powerhouses. You, I think if you're an England fan, you feel pretty confident, you know, going to that Croatia game just because those performances haven't been, you know, fantastic. But I guess you could say the same about England's. Like, I know they accounted for Sweden, but, you know, they took they needed penalties to beat Colombia, who were without James Rodriguez... They played Tunisia and Panama in their group stages and lost against Belgium. The second, it was, yeah, a, second, I mean, it was second string. Yeah, second string but, but, yeah. You know, what would be uh, quite funny, though, if uh, England and Belgium both lose their semifinals and then have to play each other in the third <laughs> So for the second time in the tournament, play a, play a pretty much meaningless game. Um, <laughs> that would be quite amusing. Do you think Croatia can win it from here? Have you seen enough from them over the entire tournament to suggest that they do have the tools in the shed to 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 lift the trophy? Well, they've got the names to do it, and I've said it before. Their midfield's probably the best midfield at the World Cup right now. Um, but yeah, based on how they've played the last couple of times, probably not. And particularly on the other side of the draw as well, you've got all these powerhouses. Um, I mean, pretty much anyone that France has played, you could pretty much say that that could be you know World Cup final quality. Argentina, um, Uruguay. Yeah, poor old France. They're going to have to do it the hard way. It's the soft side of the draw, so anything's possible. You know, We say that they haven't been these big teams, but you know, you do enough to get there and, and win those games. So you, know, you can only beat what's in front of you. An interesting topic posed to us during the week by our own, one of our own, Stuart Horton, it's a World Cup, knockout stages, game's gone to penalties. Would you take a penalty? Me, no, because I'm rubbish. I'm trash. <laughs> Put me number 11, thanks. Um, below the keeper, you'd go yeah, Below the keeper, <laughs> after the keeper. <laughs> Boys, it's story time. Story time with Aaron. Uh, let's, let's go. So, under 12. Reliving some childhood trauma. Under 12, semi-final. Um, I play for Bassendine, playing Balladura. Um they were top, you know, they finished first after the regular season. We finished fourth. We we're underdogs. We conceded an early goal in the game. We um, managed to get it to penalties. I went on a mazy run, you know, just before the end of um, regular time. And I, from center back, I took on everyone, you know, going left and right and set it up, you know, for basically a tap-in. And then you Got... realized you were going the wrong way. Nah, nah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a run, you know, that was just it was brilliant. It was Maradona-esque, basically. Got it to one all. You know, I'm a centre back. I'm I'm not very good. You know, I'm not good at striking the ball. You know, that's not my role. And then one of our strikers basically he freaked out, couldn't take a penalty, didn't want to take it. So asked me, "Oh, can you step up?" So I did. Blasted the ball. You know, far. You know, high and high over the bar, and we end up losing. So I'm never taking a penalty again. <laughs> Got to know your limits, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> ben, would you uh, would you take one? I, I wouldn't put my hand up to be in the first five, but I would probably, if it went to, if they needed someone, 
I'm not because I know I'm not a great penalty taker. I know where I would put a penalty. If you ask me right now, where would I put a penalty? I would tell you straight away. I know where I'm putting my penalty. I'm not sure whether I would back myself unless there was no one. Like if if we had three penalty takers who would put their hand up, no one else would. I would say, okay, I'll put my hand up. But I definitely would leave it to people who I would consider better at penalties. But it is such a confidence thing. You know, I've been in two penalty shootouts. haven't taken a penalty in either of them, but I've been in two. And it just comes down to confidence, really. If you... You've, it all, it's all almost body language, you know? Mm-mm. So what we've so, established yeah. is we're a room full of cowards. <laughs> Basically. You wouldn't want us on your team to take no. penalties. A Louis Granich or a Stuart Horton would step up straight oh, away. Even a Sean, Sean Fry as well. They would be there. So we've assembled basically today for you the three members of the podcast team who you would not want on your side during a penalty shootout, which is why we're qualified to talk about it. At least you know now. Yeah. <laughs> we will be the last ones picked at schoolyard pick, wouldn't we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Following Subasic's hamstring injury in that quarterfinal with Russia, there was talk of him maybe being subbed off uh, ahead of the penalty shootouts. Aaron, do you think teams should be allowed to substitute out a goalkeeper for the penalty shootout? I think so. I think you want to see you know both teams with a fair opportunity with all players fit and raring to go. I think it's such a disadvantage if your goalkeeper is injured. You know, if his hamstring's injured, if he's got an injured arm... You know, what can you do? You know, if, if you're trying to save the ball with one hand, it's, it just becomes laughable. So I think the referee should show some sympathy and allow the goalkeeper to come off if he if he's seriously injured. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the key word, isn't it? If he's seriously injured and it's not like a tactical decision, um, I don't think so. You know, they introduced this um, an extra sub in extra time, probably for these sort of situations when, you know, your players aren't fit, they've gone down with, you know, an injury or something. Um for a long time, well, not for a long time, but at one stage it did look like Subicic was going to get subbed out, um, but then we had another Croatian player come off with injury. So Subicic had to go through the rest of the game, you know, injured, in quotation marks. Um, but yeah, ever since he sort of did that little hamstring twinge, um, he was superb. I think three outstanding saves, um, even in the penalties. Um, that first one where he just sort of slow motion, just stopped that ball. Um, yeah, no to answer your question. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the other side of the draw now, and Belgium beat Brazil 2 1. Aaron, would you say Belgium have now, they have now shaken off the dark horses tag and are now probably the favourites? Nah, I think France are the favourites, but I would say that Belgium were very, very good in this game, especially on the counter attack. Um, De Bruyne through the middle had Hazard one side had uh, Lukaku the other I mean what choice you know what great choices you have in terms of attacking threats you know you can go left or right to one of those Um, that run that Lukaku made for the second goal was just fantastic you know tore Fernandinho to pieces and then passed it to De Bruyne who came up with a cracking finish it was an incredible finish Um, but for mine France France are favourites still (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean Martinez has probably pulled out a master stroke hasn't he he brought in a couple of questionable um, players um, Nasser Chadley and Marouane Fellaini cop quite a bit for their form over the um, you know, over the year for their club um, and even bringing in Vincent Company, who hasn't had much game time as well I think he won that tactical battle there 
Um, and yeah, you just saw how well they, they played. Just a team chock full of stars. Probably their only um, their weakness is their wing backs, really. But everyone else all over the pitch, gee whiz, boys. Um, apparently, Martinez, his last game that he lost as manager was against Sunderland <laughs> when he was Everton coach, which I, which I found quite uh, quite funny. Um, I'm going to shout out Eden Hazard as well during the game, especially late in the game. Um, he just picked up the ball and just ran with it and just picked up free kicks that just you know took all the pressure off Belgium because Brazil were coming. You know They did have lots and lots of chances, probably should have at least equalized. Um, Coutinho's ball over to um, Augusto, um, that header was a lovely, yeah. lovely header. And they just had so many other opportunities. Neymar had a few chances as well to perhaps equalize but in the end brazil just didn't do enough you know i mean just on that how bad was neymar he was pretty much a passenger just out on that sort of left wing wasn't he He just said to the rest of the guys right i'm not going to come help because with psg he just runs all over the park runs everyone ragged yeah but yeah he sort of just stuck up there and um yeah just sort of i'm gonna come up with an opinion that probably the listeners and probably both of you boys are going to disagree with i think brazil probably were better off without neymar in this tournament you know if he had he's just coming back from injury isn't he so do you think that maybe played a part it it probably did but i think all the antics the lack of production um was it two goals during the tournament that's not a bad two goals in five games isn't too bad it's not bad but he had i think (laughs) he had the most shots of any player in the tournament thus far I just think they could have done, you know, with an, another player that with equal, you know, amount of quality without all the baggage. Do you guys disagree? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, how do you leave out Neymar though? Like that's the thing. He's just out of, you know, he's, flick of a switch. He can turn the game. Even though he may not have been the best player at this tournament, I don't. I still think he adds something to the team. You know, we saw against was it Mexico? We saw against Mexico. That great run where he ran across the edge of a box, drew four players, backheeled it, and then looped his run round and converted the tap-in. That was absolutely superb. That That is textbook movement. If you're a kid watching that game, you just have to focus on that Neymar movement. It's absolutely brilliant. I think I'm just over him. I'm just sick of all <laughs> yeah. the memes, all the talk. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Brazil are out. Yeah, Although, I, I didn't want them to win purely because of Neymar's antics. Although, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upset that, there, that we don't have a South American or a, a team from another continent, you know, in the last four. Yeah, quite extraordinary, isn't it? Brazil have now been eliminated by European sides um, in each of their last four World Cups. So, yeah, Ooh. European Long sides Long may it continue, are, I say. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of their bogey side. Hashtag stats. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that... Brazil really missed Casemiro Aaron who was suspended and has I thought had been was really good against Mexico they did um you saw his replacement Fernandinho come up with the own goal and then also get torn apart for um in that second goal Brazil's second goal yeah um yeah I think you know the presence Casemiro has in that midfield was you know sorely lost in this game um Belgium's ability to counter-attack they just tore through um, Brazil's midfield and their defense and I think if Casemiro is there he, he's he a much better so, yeah. shield than yeah. Fernandinho or Paulinho isn't he he is um, I, I've got to say with Paulinho as well the way he's turned around his career you know I'm, I'm, yeah. it's quite a nice thing you know from, from China to, you know picked up by Barcelona and now playing at the World Cup you know yeah. 
It's quite nice. Feel good story. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Feel good, but still going home. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! The final quarterfinal, France defeating Uruguay in arguably the most dour of the quarterfinals. Uruguay without were without Edison Cavani. Jeremy, do you think they missed him at all? Oh, definitely. I mean, where was Suarez as well? Um, you saw in every lead-up game to this one, Suarez and Cavani worked so well together. Um, you know, they were probably the, the two informed strikers, or the partnership was at least at the best of this World Cup. Um, yeah, just had no, nothing going forward, did they? No patency. Um, you know, France just did their thing and just put away Uruguay. I thought it was a quite similar game to the England-Sweden game in terms of um, you had one team kind of full of, at full strength, you know, really attacking the game or, you know, attacking the game. And the Uruguay were quite similar to Sweden. You know, they were quite conservative. Yep. We also had a first goal and it was a lovely header from Varane. And then that second goal, I mean, boys, is that the worst goalkeeping, you know, error in this tournament? To be fair, the ball did swerve and sort of dip. But oh yeah, to I mean, be he, fair, he, he's he, a goalkeeper. Yeah. And it's his job to deal with. <laughs> I, I just, I just have sympathy for goalkeepers. But yeah, you you put your body behind the ball. It sounds kind of similar to the carriers. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> even David De Gea against well. Portugal. Yeah, yeah uh, not they've been in the firing line a bit, haven't they? I just feel bad for uh, Muslieri. I I did as well. I felt pretty he's sorry pro- for him. Probably been the best goalkeeper all tournament, hasn't he? I think he's only let in one goal before that one. Or, yeah. Sorry, two in that game. But yeah, all tournament has been really good. Leading up to this tournament, you know, Uruguay had only conceded one goal, yep. you know, during the whole 2018 um, calendar year. In this game, they conceded two, you know, and one of those goals was just, yeah, it's pure ass, really. Griezmann <laughs> barely... <laughs> He didn't even celebrate, did he? He didn't celebrate. Like, why would you? You know, you've... you've, Okay, it's it's an okay shot. You know, it probably should just be a regulation save, but you can't really celebrate that too much. Yeah, I mean, on that, though, I think it's because Griezmann's good mates with a lot of Uruguayans or something like that, so... Yeah. um, But I still think it was a really good shot. So, I mean, that's just me having sympathy (laughs) for... Well, you're also wearing a French jersey as well. Yeah, I I am. (laughs) Sorry, boys. I thought the most bother Hugo Lloris had to deal with during that game was when he almost swallowed a dragonfly in the first half. Uh, Uruguay, which is, they just weren't really a threat. I think Godin had a good chance, which Lloris made a superb save from him. And that was basically it. You know, Suarez looked like he was living offside for most of it. He just kind of trudged around and didn't have Cavani to play with. It was just a very meek performance from Uruguay, who I thought had been quite good at this tournament. And could have given France a really good game, but they they looked like they missed Cavani and it just really rubbed off in their performance. It was really sad to see. I didn't realise Suarez was playing until he came, was walking off at full time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, he was I was invisible. half expecting him to bite someone. There was that um, altercation in the second half when Mbappe went down pretty easily. And, you know, hit by a, a sniper in the crowd. That hit was, by a sniper. And everyone was pushing everyone. And we've talked like, about Neymar's antics. I've been a big fan of Kylian Mbappe but that was, that was absolutely that was disgusting yeah. he he got maybe part of his shirt sleeve got touched and he went down as if he'd been shot that is it's absolutely revolting isn't it I mean it's it puts a, a big dampener on football doesn't it I mean I watch a lot of Premier League you don't see players go down that easily in Premier League don't know about other competitions around the world um, but yeah 
you just don't see that in the Premier League. And then when you play on the world stage in front of millions, um, a lot of people say this is why you know football is no good or we don't like it. Just because of these antics, just trying to play for free kicks. Um, yeah, that's not what you want to display to the world. For mine, Suarez not getting into any altercations during this tournament, that's probably the biggest surprise. <laughs> of, you know, that he hasn't bit anyone or kicked anyone or stamped on, on anyone. So we've got through the tournament without, you know, Suarez, you know, doing anything crazy, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! Moving on. France versus Belgium and England versus Croatia are the two semi-finals. Jeremy, which semi-final are you looking forward to most? Mouth-watering lineup with France versus Belgium boys. Um, this is almost good enough to be the final, I think. Do you think the winner of the World Cup will come from that semi-final? I think it will. Whether it actually will, because you know this World Cup's thrown up so many surprises. Um, yeah put me down for being wrong but uh, yeah just those two teams you just look at the the entire lineup the entire squad there's just quality all over the, the park both teams are probably playing well at the pointy end of the season or pointy end of the tournament as well um yeah trying to stop france boys it's gonna be tough very very tough for belgium to you know um stop that belgium that that french attack you know mbappe i think for mine you know that pace he has i I can see him going through that belgium defense and picking up some goals especially with their you know their wing back situation and the fact they are playing through at the back france you'd feel are a pretty good matchup for anyone at this stage especially with you know the pace as you mentioned of griezmann and mbappe and then Conte as well, just being that shield. He's been very good oh, this tournament. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a very good player, so it's unsurprising. But last two games, you know, he did a superb job on Messi against Argentina, and he was great again, really stopped the ball from getting to Suarez. Yeah. Munier was very good against Brazil, um, playing right wing back as well. So he picked up a second yellow card and will miss this game. It'll be interesting to see who comes in. Not too sure who will. Yeah, well, let's just see what happens. And what about the other game, boys? What, what do you reckon? For mine, this is the game I'm really looking forward to. I've got Croatia at the sweep at the uh, you know at work, so I'm hoping <laughs> In the to work sweep. Yeah, I'm hoping to pick up sixty four bucks, and <laughs> so <laughs> this you why can, I you'll be able to this pay game. rent next week. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I've got you know power bills to got pay. bills to pay. But football's coming home, Aaron. No, can't, I can't do that. I'd rather my sixty four bucks than uh, football <laughs> coming home. I think, yeah, I think England versus Croatia is going to be a really interesting game. And I think one of those teams is going to go through with an authoritative display. I think one of the teams is going to have most of the possession. They're going to dominate. They're going to be clinical. I don't know which team it is, but I think this England-Croatia game, one of those teams is going to not canter home, but I think they're going to put in a dominant display and show why they deserve to be in the World Cup final. I think France versus Belgium is maybe liable to be a bit of a back and forth game with both teams having chances to win. I think England and Croatia, one of those teams, I don't know which one, but one of those teams is going to earn their spot in the final. I'm predicting another penalty shootout for Croatia. (laughs) They're going to have penalty shootouts to the final. I don't think I could take another penalty shootout. With Do you think Croatia. England could take another penalty shootout? <laughs> I don't think my sleep cycle can take another shootout. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. To be honest, Croatia, as we've said, haven't you know haven't been that great in the knockout stage thus far. 
But England, I think, you know, are they susceptible at the back? You know, have they been really challenged that much at the back? I don't think so. Well, here's a question. Have England overperformed and overachieved in this World Cup? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen so many big nations go out and it's just opened up this lovely path, you know, to a ther- theoretical final. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can be very happy with, you know, how they've gone so far. Obviously, England fans will want to win it now they've got this far. That remains to be seen, though. I don't think England have necessarily been great at this World Cup, but they've been better than everyone they've played. Yeah. Apart from Belgium, which in which they played their second string team anyway. So I think they're... Looking at their path, they're good value to be here. Will they go on and beat Croatia? That would be massive. I I personally think if I had to choose, I'd probably say Croatia are the favourites and I would probably go with them for this game because I think they're yet to produce one really good performance in the knockout stages and I think this is going to be them. The thought of Luka Modric going to school on Jordan Henderson <laughs> is quite entertaining to me even though I am going for England as my because they are my second team but I, I think Croatia are going to have too much in the, in the locker for England if England win it you know will there be riots on the street you know what will London be like if England actually win this thing oh you wouldn't want to be in England I wouldn't want to be Raheem <laughs> Sterling if Croatia win that's for that's for certain of course, if uh, England do win, it was probably the end of the Gareth Southgate Wood hashtag on Twitter, which has been absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if, if, if you haven't seen it, basically taking into account Southgate's reputation as a thoroughly decent human being, people have been suggesting scenarios in which Gareth Southgate would be an absolutely genuinely nice human being. Aaron, have you? I believe you've got a few for us. I do. I told you about my exploits, you know, in under-12s. So, Gareth Southgate would play me at the back if England lost in their semi-final and had to play a third and fourth playoff. Ooh. He'd play me <laughs> at the back. If I asked nicely, he'd be like, yeah, Aaron, you know, you know, you can take Kyle Walker's spot or something <laughs> like that. Well, I've seen a really good one on Twitter, boys. Hashtag Gareth Southgate would lend you his charger even if he was on 5%. 5%? That's all 12 before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going down. He would do it. He'd just lend you his charger. Gareth Southgate would tip his way to double even if they're an Australian waiter and they're not expecting a tip at all. Good bloke he is. He's <laughs> absolute. He's just like... If the Australian equivalent is Gareth Southgate is a top bloke, isn't it? Good bloke, Gareth. Yeah, good bloke, good, Gareth. That's yeah, what I'm searching bloke, for. Yeah, yeah. I've got another one, boys. Um, Gareth Southgate would be the skipper on his own birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I write all my jokes, all my own jokes, guys. Gareth so. Southgate wouldn't have claimed that goal that Harry Kane did for Tottenham. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did see another controversial one as well. I may get roasted on Twitter for this, guys. I know what's coming yeah. as well. Gareth Southgate would never leave his child unattended to have dinner in Portugal. Oh, <laughs> I think we're going to pull the plug in the pod. Yeah. <laughs> and on that, that's me done. <laughs> and on that note, if we're allowed to uh, record another episode after that, we will be doing one after the semi-finals to wrap up all that, all the action from those two games, plus preview the big game, of course, the third and fourth playoff and the World Cup final, I suppose. Um, so who do we have going into the final, boys? Uh, France and Croatia. Yeah, I'm Bel- France and Croatia. I'm going Belgium and Croatia. 
stuff you guys i'm going oh, belgium right, right. <laughs> i do have a belgium kit as well which i can wear in if they if they do make the final so i don't want to go full nuffy and wear a belgium kit over the top of my work shirt uh, i might be tempted to we'll let you get away with that that's yeah, fine thanks for joining us again for another episode of a football sack podcast uh, once again, if you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes and Podbean. Give us a rating on iTunes as well. It's goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>